The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features ensure that you can take on any adventure. What kind of features? Well, how about the available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud? Or the standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together? How about available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone? We're always trying to think about those great spring and summer getaways, but with a car like the Hyundai Santa Fe, anywhere can be your next adventure. To learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe, go to HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. To the house, This is unbelievable. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Danny Cannell, Chip Patterson, Barton Simmons, and Tom Fernelli. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Fernelli. I'm Chip Patterson. You see those sirens. Emergency pod. Double emergency pod. Emergency pod number one. Tom Herman out at Texas News Breaking here on Saturday, January 2nd, just before noon. Uh, Tom, you and I were on CBS Sports HQ handing out these uh, reckless January 2nd bowl picks. Having, I mean, just having ourselves a good old time with Joe Musso. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, crap, this is a... This is big news, you know. We gotta like strap our strap our serious caps on to uh, to get some instant reaction as we're like crafting our, our reaction and talking about it to Tom Herman uh, being out. Then Steve Sarkeesian news breaks. Dennis Dodd confirms it. It's, it feels like we've been through a real whirlwind in the last hour. I'm tired, and <laughs> <laughs> like it's not even noon here yet. Yeah. It's funny because we we did the we did the picks segment and then you know the producers and you're like all right after the segment ends they're like all right gentlemen we're going to keep you for, to to come back to do the breaking news and it's like cool so what's the breaking news <laughs> but yeah it, uh, I I said on HQ and I look at this now like I, I'm surprised but at the same time can you ever really be surprised by this in college football in general? And then especially when it comes to a program like Texas to make this move, because three weeks ago, Chris Del Conte put out that vote of confidence in which he said, Tom Herman is our coach, but he never said Tom Herman was going to be back for 2021. And the fact that he left that out always kind of kept, you know, the kept that flag up there, just kept you aware of to pay attention to what's going on. But still, like enough time had passed and we knew that Urban Meyer, who we talked about on this show all season long as somebody that maybe they were targeting to maybe replace Herman with, we knew he wasn't taking the job. And the thought was kind of like, okay, who's the other big name out there that's going to suddenly become available that they're going to make the move and pull the trigger on Herman? And I didn't think of one. I certainly didn't think Steve Sarkeesian was the big enough name. So like go watching them go through the last few weeks and then watching them kick Colorado's butt in the bowl game to kind of build the quote unquote momentum heading into next season. I thought, all right, Tom's going to get one more year 
and he's going to have a chance to build on it with Casey Thompson and his quarterback who played really well against Colorado. Bijan Robinson, who really came on strong at the end of the season. But the magic Saban dust apparently proved to be too much because, you know, it's not a coincidence that the day after Alabama beats Notre Dame in its semifinal game, suddenly Sark's available and able to be announced as the new head coach, or at least, you know, to be reported as the head coach. And it is confusing to me in the sense that Tom Herman won 64% of his games at Texas, and that wasn't good enough. And I understand that Texas wants to compete for big 12 titles. They want to compete for playoff berths. So how is Steve Sarkeesian, a guy who's never won 10 games in a season while being at either Washington or USC, another blue blood premier type of program who has only won 57% of his games as a head coach, the kind of clear and obvious upgrade over Tom Herman in Austin. See, you're going at, you're looking at it all wrong. Sark's just the, the, the number one candidate, right? Like, cause it was Auburn, you know, everyone put Steve Sarkeesian on the candidates list. It was South Carolina. Everyone put Steve Sarkeesian on the candidates list. Basically any job that opened up, it had that like, oh, and don't forget about Steve Sarkeesian. The Broyles Award finalist has done a fantastic job with Alabama's offense. So two of the Mac Jones, like you could copy and paste this, uh, you know, it's like, oh, he's a top candidate. There was a lot of, um, there was a lot of sort of the way that you know, Matt Campbell was last hiring cycle. Everyone's like, oh yeah, or you could just go get Matt Campbell. Sark was that coach. The fact that Sark was so clearly a lock for Texas. Uh, and I say that not from any back reporting, but just from the timing of this, because the Indication that Crystal Conte, you mentioned the the statement and the vote of confidence that he had, but even speaking to some reporters in some of the like end of semester and end of season little scrums that they were having around the bowl games, he was, you know, letting it be known that they weren't just going to fire Tom Herman, do a national search and walk into this, uh, you know, just sort of be like, well, let's just go figure it out and see what happens. They were only going to make a move at head coach unless they knew who they were going to get. They were all excited about it. And that's Steve Sarkeesian. Like, I mean, much like what Sark has done with Alabama's offense has been awesome. And I talked about it before, but I, I think that he deserves a, a real hat tip for uh, some of the ways that he's been able to uh, allow all of those touches to be spread around and be so effective and be so ruthlessly efficient. The play calling's been good. The game planning's been good. But you mentioned the what the Texas job entails, and now I'm like, all right, well, who is going to have Sark's back? Like, who else is going to mm-hmm. be around him to be able to navigate uh, all of that uh, that happens in Austin? And I don't know what the I don't know what Texas's pitch was to Sark, but what as sitting here, I just think that Texas is probably one of those jobs that Sark's like, yeah, no, okay, cool, I'm in. I mean, if if you're Steve Sarkeesian, Texas calls, you say yes before the end yeah. of the sentence, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or you say, well, give me a, give me a day to think about it. And then you, you've already made up your mind, but you, you know, you don't, you want to play a little hard to get, maybe get a few extra million tossed out of the contract, but now it's, this is nothing to do like with Sarkeesian as an offensive mind, because I think he's a brilliant offensive mind. Like 
it's he's clearly at Alabama. He's got all world talent and that's going to make any coach look better. But I think that the way they design things and that they scheme things to get their guys who, you know, the ball's going to Devonte Smith and yet they still know how to get Devonte Smith open over and over again. That's a good football coach. And I think that he's bringing that. And I think that if you're Texas and you're looking at your biggest rival in Oklahoma, and Lincoln Riley and his ability to call plays and his ability mm. to scheme offenses to put his team in the best position. You're saying to yourself, that's what we thought we were getting it with Tom Herman. We haven't quite seen that. We need to get somebody that can do that alongside Lincoln Riley. And maybe you think Sarkeesian is that, but like you hinted at, and like we've talked about this Texas job is not just a football coach's job. You have to be the president of Texas athletics. You have to be the politician. You have to shake everybody's hands because there are a lot of people involved in this program who are involved both with their hearts and with their wallets, and they all feel like they're do something. And so if you're the head coach of this program, you have to take care of all that while you have to recruit and put together a talented roster, while you have to prepare to play your, to get your team ready to play every week. And I don't know if Sark is that type of person to do it. And to be blunt, I kind of worry about him in this spot because we know why he left USC. Mm -hmm. We know why that didn't work out. And we know he's gotten his life back together and he's been done a great job at Alabama. But now you're putting yourself back in a position where there's going to be a lot of pressure on you. So I think you're right. They do have to have somebody there. He's going to have to have a security blanket of somebody there to make sure that, you know, not everything is on him. They do need maybe Crystal Conti takes on a much larger role and plays that kind of politician role and just lets Sark coach. But of course, if Crystal Conti and any other AD in Texas might have done that for Tom Herman, maybe they're not in this position to begin with. So I don't know. It's. I hope it works out well for him because I think that college football is more fun when Texas is good, even though the Texas is back jokes and all that kind of stuff are fun. I think it's better for the sport when all the blue bloods and all the power programs are all capable of winning their conference and competing for national titles. It makes everything that much more enjoyable. And it's just, you know, like the rising tide lifts all boats. So I want Texas to be good. I just, I, I can't sit here today with this news still fresh in my mind and say, Oh yeah, this is a home run hire. This was a no doubter. Okay. And, so the Tom Herman side of things, he makes a change at offensive coordinator, makes a change at defensive coordinator. Like in that normally, you know, when we just sort of look at the story to like the, the storybook of all the college football head coaches, especially at power programs when they're high expectations, like that's your desperation move, right? Like that is the, yeah. I, I know something's wrong and, and now I've got to uh, break these relationships, bring in some new blood, shake things up. And like in, in defense of Texas, Texas did not look good. They did not look well prepared. They did not look particularly well coached. Um, the staff shakeups did not, to me, show a very different Longhorns team than what we saw a year ago, for example. So just sort of taking it at face value, not looking at the Sarkeesian side of things, Texas deciding to make a change from Tom Herman and from this coaching staff you know, with everything that – as ugly as it looked, uh, just sort of from the outside, in the middle of the season, we thought he was toast. And we yeah. thought this was it. So I, I, while the timing is surprising, I did not see it coming. And while the replacement in Steve Sarkeesian is worth a, a very interesting debate that will continue until the team takes the field, just alone, Texas deciding to move on from Tom Herman, I, I can understand why Texas wanted to do that. It's I, I understand like the timing's weird. 
we we knew we we had a very strong inkling that this could be coming all year long. It's not surprising to me that Tom Herman got fired. The timing is a surprise, and the replacement is a surprise. Any final thoughts or expectations coming out of this? Uh, it'll be interesting to see what Sark's plan is with Alabama still having one game left. It's it's kind of a big game too, so I don't know if they're going to go full Lane Kiffin mode on it. Who, like you mentioned at HQ, who who Sark replaced as the play caller at Alabama when Kiffin left to go take at the FAU job? But I do think Sark probably sticks around for the next nine days to finish this thing out before moving out of Texas because the timing's already off on the hire. So it's not like nine additional days are really going to throw anything out of whack. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Tom Herman going forward. I think he's going to get a head coaching job. And like I I mentioned on HQ, I think that getting fired by Texas in the long run, while it doesn't feel like it now for him, I'm sure, might be the best thing that's ever happened to Tom Herman because maybe he's going to get another job and just be allowed to be a football coach. A couple couple notes here from Coca. Steve Sarkeesian, the 12th person from one of Nick Saban's Alabama staffs to move on to get an FBS head coaching job. The magic Saban dust is absolutely real. And And they've all gone on to win national titles. And Texas and Alabama uh, are set to play each other in 2022 and 2023. So I expect that we will get to see uh, Nick Saban against an assistant, probably beating that assistant uh, yet again. And then finally, Alabama. my my expectation is that Steve Sarkeesian will coach because when Lane Kiffin left, he was going to FAU. I think that uh, it is bet. I think it is good recruiting for Steve Sarkeesian to be in that national championship game on the sideline, guiding Mac Jones, Devonta Smith, and being a part of this record-setting Alabama offense all the way through to what I think will be a national championship win. You just see Sark on the sideline after a touchdown pass on his phone, texting some recruit. Uh, yeah, like, no, could, yeah, yeah. He's, that he, could be us, but you playing? He's he's changing. Uh, he's changing all the play calls to hook him horns, right? Like <laughs> just so that we can get photos of him. We need to get a photo of him in his like Alabama smock, but he holds up like the play call of a two, and then they can Photoshop out the A and just put in the uh, the Bevo. It'll be perfect. Yeah. He is Tom Fernell. You can follow him on Twitter at Tom Fernell. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Tom, thank you very much. Thank you. perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com.